Sentire Media. Here we go, podcast 101. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast from Italy, no, episode number 101. My name is Jason. Good morning. Joined by my wife, Ashley. Ciao tutti. And together we live here and are sitting amidst the beauty and splendor in Piobico, <laughs> Italia. We run, own, and operate La Tavola Marche, an agriturismo cooking school in, located in central Italy. Living the dream. You know it. Doing it. <laughs> Buona Dominica. Uh, happy Sunday to all, even if you're not listening to this. I was told recently that you shouldn't, or I heard recently, that you shouldn't say on a podcast or on a show, uh, on a recorded show, what the date or time is because people... People don't listen to that necessarily when you're doing it, and then it takes them out of the moment. But oh. I don't care. I like to know. I would. Well, like- I feel like it gives you a point of reference, especially since we're so sporadic at these at times. It gives you an idea of uh, well. So yeah, it's my. It's out. It's, I can do whatever I want. I'm holding the microphone. You're the silly one who downloaded and <laughs> listened. So today is the seventh of May. It is eight thirty-three in the morning on a cloudy. Sunday. I don't know. This spring has been lackluster. Lackluster. We've got uh, Vortice Igor in Azione. Damn Igor won't leave us alone. So the um, Italian weather people start naming the different pressure systems that come through. And this time we've got Igor. I Igor is bringing my one of my favorite words, nubifraggy. <laughs> I love the word nubifraggy, like storms, like tempeste. Storms, but the the word newbie fraggy just sounds fun to me. I it like does. It. I like it too. So we've had um, turb- we've had unstable weather for the last couple of weeks, and it has not been spring. It's been glimpses of spring, followed by holy crap! I've got you know uh, thermal and a uh, wool sweater on, yeah. and we lit the fire in the fireplace last night. So yeah, May fifth, we lit the fireplace with wool sweaters on. The last podcast we did snowstorm in April. I am afraid that. Not only for some of those fruit trees, but we've been looking at the bushes that Jason pruned hard and then Gaji came back and killed. No. <laughs> well, they were starting to shoot and now they're all, all the tips are burned. So I don't know. Some of it, I am still nervous. It's got, it's really got to warm up and let things bloom. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a cooler than normal, I would say, um, early Mm -hmm. spring well i mentioned at the at the top of the uh podcast this is podcast 101 we didn't even realize last podcast was podcast 100 which we would pat ourselves on the back except it's taken us like eight years to get there we don't even know when we started this i'm just guessing that we started year two classic we had no idea and then uh, oh oh hey that's 100 podcasts we should have mentioned that Eh, Mm, whatever not really it's not even one a month (laughs) no so, uh, <laughs> podcast one hundred and one. You're you're listening to it right. How long now. is it going to take to get to the next one hundred? <laughs> Never happen. Uh, we had a busy last few weeks. Um, uh, season got kicked off. We had the yoga ladies came down, um, and the weather was. It was great. It was a group from Ramstein, military wives and military women, and they came down for a weekend of yoga, and it was a blast. Yeah, we had. They had okay weather. It mm-hmm. wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, and they, I think they had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And then we did um, after that a bottling uh, wine program and um, bottled some wine and ate a ton of food and did a ton of cooking classes. So. Uh, now we are we have a tiny little break, and it's good because we are 
restocking up. It's time to do all the restocking of our uh, for the season. I don't want to have to go out and get a, you know. Obviously, we're going to have to get stuff as the season goes on, but the big bulky stuff. Where and like the Ikea trip. And, the Ikea mm-hmm. trip. So that's what we have done in the last few days. Uh, the chickens came back. Rustino. Rustino is back. Our sweet little half gala, our half rooster, who's a mini rooster, uh, spent part of the winter at our neighbor Carolyn and Luke's. And it was time to bring him back for the new batch of hens this year. Jason ordered 18 hens. And... Let me tell you, Roosty is one happy man down there. He is the, uh, he's got the cock of the walk or whatever. There's all these different rooster and chicken sayings and he, it fits of all. And it's adorable because it's, if you take a quick glance, you won't find him in the mix because the women are all the hens surround him and he's the same size, if not a bit smaller than some of them. And his body size is definitely smaller than their bigger butts and stuff. But, um, he, the from day one, he started telling them, I don't know. I don't, he's, they spoke his language, whatever well, it is. He's trained them because yes. normally it takes, we, we keep them inside of their coop coop for the first couple of weeks when they're babe, when they're young. We get the, they're called ovaiole and, um, or egg laying hens. And we, they're not little chicks. They're not people chicks. Still, no. People are, get confused. They're you a couple can, months old. You can get chicks. You can get you can just let the eggs get fertilized and incubate them yourself. I don't want to deal with all that. So we get them once they've lost their yellow feathers and they have their adult feathers. That's when we get them. And depending year to year, because uh, we kill them all in the in the <laughs> sorry, we kill them all in the in the fall and eat them. Uh, what the animals around here haven't taken yeah. first. Uh, so they usually take anywhere from two weeks to a month to start laying. Um, and they, they're babies, so you have to keep them in their coop to let them know this is home, and then we let them into the outer coop, and then finally let them just walk around. Otherwise, if you just let them out right away, they never come back. They're, they just get scared. They'll run into bushes. They'll just take We're off. We're just too much out in the woods. Yeah, like, they, I mean, just... we don't have fencing around. Our, <laughs> there's just open property. So um, Rustino's great because we left him in there, I don't know, three, four days. Yesterday or the other day, we let him out for the first time. He showed the ladies what to do, and they go back to bed every night every by night themselves. By they are seven great. o'clock, all eighteen, plus Rustino in the roost, and he's commanding it. And Gaji loves it. He's, uh, I was like, he's small, but he's forte. He's uh, strong, and he goes, "That's what I say. That's what I always say." Because that's Gaji. So wh- why we're so big on Rustino <laughs> is he's he. We call him a mezzo gallo, and Gaji hates that because he's he's not a half a he's not a half a man. He's not a half a rooster he's just a small breed of rooster and it's great because he's we've talked about this before but he's not aggressive because the regular roosters once they get fully grown they tend to get aggressive especially Mm -hmm. with little kids uh not rustino he is a gentleman he is and just not intimidating or aggressive so we are happy to have him home and the coop is he's taking care of it down there he's el capo for sure um, uh, Speaking of El Capo, Gaji's raring to go. Yeah, next week. So even though it's it poured the last couple of days, we are <laughs> Gaji has warned me next week. Uh, Beppe Bianchini, who starts our t- uh, tomatoes and our onions, has said they are ready. So next weekend, he asked me, "Do you what's going? What are you doing next weekend?" I don't know why. That's a that's a loaded question. Let's clear the calendar. Clear the calendar. So. Um, we'll be getting, we'll be putting down next weekend, our hundred, Gaji's already put down like 150 onions. Cause he's just 
80, like you can't wait. But um, the majority of the onions will have four or 500 this year, and the majority of the tomatoes, another four, 400. Then I have Carolyn's tomatoes coming, which are the um, fancy ones. That's our neighbor down the road. Um, so the garden will be getting going, whether, it, whether mother nature is going to cooperate or not. Got you tell Ben. <laughs> Classic out there. Zappa. What's the, how do you call Zappa? A hoe. Hoe. Hoeing the, um, He was hoeing mud yesterday. What exactly? It's like, I hoed all the, I hoed all the, uh, potatoes. The potatoes have, have sprouted and they're, I don't know, tiny, right? Yeah. And it, it's just been raining constantly. And, and that uh, land is clay-like down there. Yeah, it so just... it's really heavy. So superficially, uh, right at the top, because the wind, you know, the rain will come through and then the wind will blow. So superficially, when you look out there, it looks dry. But as soon as you put um, a hoe into the ground, it's just mu- it's just wet. What your weight? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's out there hoeing all the... It's like, just wait, man. It doesn't need to be hoed right now. You know it doesn't need to be hoed either. You are just bored. Yep, he so, is chomping at the bit. Um, so classic God show. So I'm excited the garden will go in. Uh, we'll get this party rocking. The season will get going, and the sun will come out. I know it. Uh, part of also part of uh, what we've done in the last few days is um, we haven't. I dr- still drive our little crappy red car every day, and our brand new our brand new um, little delivery van has sat there for a month without being driven. So uh, we hopped in the car to uh, go down south. We went down to Puglia. And uh, I wanted to – mainly it was to get this cheese called Cavallo, which is a provolone. It's shaped like a bell. It's one of my favorite cheeses. And um, it comes from down there. Uh, and also we wanted to pick up some wine and some olive oil and just – I don't know. I don't know. Take a drive south. Take a drive south. It's not that far. We're talking five hours in the car. Not a big deal too. Other people around here is like, why are you? What, what why, are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> it's like I don't know. I wanted to go drive our car for you know we we're, we'll be gone twenty four hours. Let's take her out on the open road, <laughs> light her up, get to sixth gear, <laughs> get into yeah, totally get it into get it on the highway. Um, so it was really fun. And driving south, we forgot as we are driving into Southern Marque. First of all, our area is so beautiful. I mean. We start to sound like homers, but it's hard to leave Lamarque. It's so beautiful. Our rolling hills and the foothills of the Apennines, and it's green and the mountains to the sea. And uh, as we were driving a couple hours along the coast past Ancona, because we're never past Ancona, which is about an hour and a half south of us on the coast, on the Adriatic, um, we go through a series of tunnels and come out on this hill kind of on this nice uh, ridge and just overlooking both the sea to the left and the Sublini Mountains to the right. Well, you keep and talking. I'll give them I'll give them exact spectacular time. kind of near Porto Reconati, I think. And um the Southern Marque, the Sublini Mountains oh, are beautiful. And this God. is over there in in those mountains is kind of where all the earthquakes is, ha, have been going on in the last year. But it is spectacular. And it was just a great reminder when we get out of our area, how beautiful Italy is. And that it is, God, we've been here 10 years and there's so much still to explore. Um, it's kind of by, um, South of, South of, well, Ascoli, Ascoli is a little bit inland, but, um, before Pescara. Mm-hmm. It was just stunning. And then we continued down the coast and we thought for the first night, let's break it up. And we stayed in the spur, if you will, which is called Gargano. It's a, um, I think a national, um, 
reserve or forest and park. I can't read it from here. Oh, uh, yeah, Gar- uh, National Park of Gargano. It is. It's literally the spur before you get to the heel. So what's really interesting is at the top of that spur, I've never seen anything like this. There's two lakes: Lago di Lessina and Lago di Verano. And they're. I don't even know how to explain it. They're right on the Adriatic. So there is a thin piece of land separating the lake to the Adriatic Sea. Something tells me there's a word for that type of geography. I am sure. But it's really quite beautiful down there. And um, we stayed in a sweet little fishing village in Lacina. Lacina? Yeah. And had a nice sunset and walked around. It was, of course, when you travel in this time of year in Italy, these kind of towns, it was deed. It was deed. (laughs) Deed. (laughs) We are obviously the only tourists and we horribly still speak English to each other when we're walking around for the most part. So we stick out like a sore thumb at times. But um, luckily one restaurant in town was open (laughs) and we had a great fish dinner and then we hit the road first thing to start looking for cheese because this is this, this is, is where the cacio the, yeah. Cav- this is one of the areas where the cacio cavallo is from and we were originally going to do the tour of the spur around the coast but then we stopped where'd we stop um we stopped in um rodi gargano and that is on the kind no, of not gargano yeah it was gargancio oh garganico oh shit so, uh, <laughs> so don't look that up. Um, but we, so we go and we have a little breakfast, walk around town for a coffee and think, okay, well, this will be a first stop to start looking for cheese and start putting out the vibe and find out where to go. And we meet this really um, outgoing fruit of <laughs> Fruit and vegetable sales. First of all, down there, no matter where you go, I mean, the vegetables at this time of year are beautifully insanely cheap and absolutely gorgeous there there are peas and artichokes and and garlic and everything everywhere you have people who just are selling it out of the like not just a few a ton of people just selling fruits and vegetables out of the back of their car there every fruit and vegetable shop you go into in any of these towns no matter how small or dead the town looks and empty these or kind of like oh this looks a little sketchy yeah we're in southern italy yeah, the produce is outstanding. outstanding. Pa- apes, the, the little three-wheel <laughs> car with the back just piled with, with artichokes. I mean, it was... That cost nothing. nothing. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so we met the Frutta Vendolo, and he had some great forms of the Cacciacavallo in his shop. And we start talking to him. And first of all, he's excited we're American. And everyone has to ask us about Trump, which is like, oh, Jesus. But um, he, he said, here's where to go. Don't can you know you could continue around the spur if you want but backtrack just a little and head straight into the um national park into the national park into the center of the spur and that is where the heart of the cheese comes from and visit an agriturismo or just head into town and you will find what you're looking for so quick change plans we back we go back down the we go back uh from the coast a little bit inland hit up uh the superstrata back towards kind of the middle and then take this beautiful once we got off take this beautiful drive up into the park and up to the top of it was gorgeous it was gorgeous and um, there was the cows that were uh we, roaming free yeah and we stopped, that was we the had traffic a, we had to stop four three or four times to so we didn't hit giant cows um and we weren't sure about filming and photographing them because their horns are huge and we're also in a brand new car like 
I don't know. I know it's a it's a delivery car, but it's our fancy new car, so we kind of tried to just stay, uh, give them their space. Oh, um, so we stopped in San Giovanni Raton. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, right in the middle of the the park is a town called San Giovanni Rotondo. Tell them what happened. <laughs> so we have this place for like the place to go get the Cacho Cavallo cheese, and it we walk up and down in this little town, the main drag, and it's number forty five or something. We walked past it probably fifteen times. I don't know because we're looking, we're thinking it's a shop. Yeah, or it's a. Uh, uh, like somewhere where they make it or I don't know what we're looking for because the the information out there. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to go to the place where they make it because I want to go see it being made. I want to see it hanging everywhere. And that's hard to do because down there it's not, you can't, you can't just pull out your phone and Google it. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way down there. The hours of operation aren't what they're listed. They might be closed that day. There might it's not the, be a sign like There this. might not be any sign. It's just down this road. You have no idea. So we're, kind of trying to do something that and well we didn't plan it and we didn't plan it we just hopped in the car and went and mm-hmm. just started trying to figure it out on the way down so i yeah we have this address and it's like ah, shoot well there's some women in front we finally find the door but it's like what the hell it's this just is like a, 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 a residence a, a residence what i don't understand and these three women are standing outside talking and it was like ah, uh excuse me do you know if uh, so-and-so, if this is the business of Cacho Cavallo, of da-da-da-da-da, Giuseppe, blah-blah-blah, and she's like, oh, yes, this this is it. And I, thought, and I look again, I'm like, again, not even the buzzer has the name of anything on it. And she said, but it's only by appointment. And it was Who, like... It's, and then I start thinking, how good is this cheese? You need to make an appointment. I know. I think it's where it. they age it. And uh, so, of course, I call. And I talked to the wife, and she says, oh, sure, absolutely. Um, at, at about, this was at like 9.30, 10 in the morning, and she says, no problem. We can meet you at like 4.30. And it was just like, oh, Jesus. Well, <coughs> excuse me. I've got horrible allergies. Um, we think, all right, well, we're not waiting around till 4.30. So we keep walking around, and sure enough, there's this cooperativo right at the um, kind of main piazza where the fountain is as you enter into the little pedestrian area. And we go that, in. It was the place was, to go. It was perfect. Um, it had all the farm information. and So it was a shop that um, a few farms got together, a few uh, um, cheesemakers got together and opened up a shop in town. And it was the place to go because it was, there o- was. Only cheese. Only cheese. Only Cachacavallo. Yeah. And. And people going in and out constantly. And like three oldies sitting outside watching the whole thing. Yeah. So, um, the doorman, <laughs> we go in there and there's, um, at, you know, there's a line and, um, I'll, and I told, let a couple people go. Cause everyone's in there just getting, you know, 300 grams, 500 grams. I want 10 whole P whole forms. So, um, you know, I wait and let a couple of people go by and then tell them what I want. And, Oh, right away it was like, well, wh- what are you doing with all this cheese? And uh, you we know- didn't say how much you wanted. Oh, so I got ten, <laughs> I got ten of the, I got six of the big forms, which weigh about two, two and a half kilos each, and then four of the little forms because this is a great gift to yes. give away. We have a lot of people to thank, Pepe Bianchini, who is right now tending to our tending tomatoes. to the baby tomatoes. Um, Something like this that you go down and get from there, is, you can't really find this around here. I mean, you you could... No, Italians do love Italy, and they love certain things from other regions. And Gaggi loves... 
He hates many things from many other parts of Italy, but he loves Cacciacavallo. So, um, so this is not all for us. There's no. no, and we wouldn't serve this necessarily at our place because it's not anything that you'll find around here. And there's definitely not one for your brother. No, Zach, it's <laughs> nothing. So this was just for gifts and for us. I'll keep a couple, but to give away. So, um, it creates a big hubbub because to, for him to like pa- get. Ten forms together and, and, you know. A crowd starts forming. Lots of questions. Not only lots of questions. Who are you? Where are you from? You speak Italian, but uh, how are you transporting all of this cheese? Do you have a car? To then the longer we're in there and the more we're talking, then it starts to become the um, uh, recommendations. So Everyone's got two cents. At first we were just getting the Cacho Cavallo. Then this <laughs> other guy... Uh, with glasses and the mustache pipes. Oh well, if you're gonna get Cacho Cavallo and you're only here and you're bringing, you're coming here just for cheese, you have to get this one. And it was like this um, pecorino, um, pecorino cow's milk mix, whatever. So okay, we'll get this one. And then another- and then he's also like, uh, you gotta let him try a sample of that. Give him a sample of this. And he starts like barking orders to the to the guy, the cheese guy behind the counter. And he's like, okay, try this. And and more and more people. There was those shot. By the time we left and had two boxes of cheese in our arms, there was the the shop was packed. And the amount of going on was absolutely incredible and hysterical. And the whole, the conversations and you could hear, I could hear people behind me as they, new people would come in. I could hear them saying, what's going on here? Oh, two Americans are here. Americans? What are Americans? They're buying up all the cheeses. (laughs) And it's just like, oh my God, this is great. It was. I went to the back and, and someone was like, and I was trying to just do a little video filming with the iPhone and not be very conspicuous. And she was like, where are you guys from? What is going on with all this cheese? And everyone was, it was making its way through the shop. It was great. Um, so we load the cheese in the car and, and uh, we head back down the, uh, off the spur and we wanted to go and fi- go further south. Um, south int- of Bari. South of Bari. So interesting about Puglia. Out here, there, um, the landscape is different. Even in the um, flatlands, we're more in the hilly mountainous regions. But even in the flat farming lands um, of Marche, Emilia Romagna, Toscana, you will have fields with tree. Then there'll be some trees around, and then there'll be farmhouses throughout the farmland. Farmland. Uh, whether they're in ruin or restored or whatever. Puglia is different. Puglia is just everyone lives in the towns, in the, in the cities or the, the, the towns, and there are no structure or there are very few structure, ha- habitable structures throughout the farmland. Mm-hmm. There's no trees. No. And you, as you're coming off the, uh, from, the hot, from the hill looking over the Looking over Puglia, you just go, oh, my God, the sun must just bake this to a cr-. – like, there's mm-hmm. no – it's just farm, 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 farm with no buildings, no structures, no nothing. Not very beautiful <laughs> in my in – my... There's some cool little trulies and things like that along the way. But like Jason mentioned, more beautiful was the produce or um, – we forgot to mention even driving down the kind of superstrata, the highway – 
we kept seeing the guy picking asparagus. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw many, <laughs> not just many people many. buckets, just walking the, along the road. On the, the side of the Superstrata. Finding the asparagus. And I couldn't find any. We drew, When we were driving through up the mountain into, uh, uh, off the, we were looking. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to look for. We don't for. know what to look for. And we're doing it in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling through. And so then we stayed in. Monopoly. Monopoly. Which so, was really funny because the whole time we kept thinking it was Monopoly and we would correct each other and be like, it's Monopoly. It can't be It monop- can't be Monopoly. And then we go to our sweet little hotel where we stayed at Palazzo Bragante and, uh, and I'm talking to the, there's two people who are running it and I'm talking to the woman and she's very sweet. And I said, oh, are you from here? And she goes, oh, Cece, you know, I was born in Monopoly. And I was like, it's Monopoly. And she was like, yeah, just like the game. And I was like, oh my God. For some reason, towns can mess us up in the pronunciation. pronunciation yeah. You know, you get double P's and things like, is it San Ippolito or San Ippolito? And it can just drive you crazy. No one can say Piobico. No one can, for some reason, say Piobico. Um, but it was, that was a cute little fishing town. And we were, um, got in, took a nap. It, it's, a, I thought it would be a bit more like the Costa Brava in Spain or parts of southern, um, like, or parts of Sicily, like Ortigia, Syracusa, and it really wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't quite that. You're talking. You grand. just named two really touristy, like. Well, no, I say it in the sense of they kind of sell it as whitewashed fishermen villages and things, and we've been to both those places off season, but. I don't know. It just wasn't quite what I expected. It was a sweet little town. Um, there was I a agree. lot of um, uh, English. English. There was a lot of English there. Um, uh, from what guy, what we were speaking with Gaji this morning, he said, as you go further and further down the hill, all the way to the end, it's more and more beautiful. Which mm-hmm. I uh, probably we I didn't want to drive anymore. No, and my, a girlfriend of mine who's lived down there had suggested go towards Leche and get down into that tack uh, the, the what do they call it the taka like the the, 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 the point of the heel yeah and uh another trip. we just that's another trip but anyway we took a little nap it was a gorgeous afternoon went to go for an evening stroll back to the car to put a few things in oh because jason found the gorgeous garlic oh yeah <laughs> I, it's just yeah i just found like kilos of this just beautiful my garlic isn't ready yet and it sure is not gonna look like this uh just fresh garlic and beautiful he was like uh i need to get this <laughs> and it was we were too embarrassed to bring it back to the hotel room it, you know it's it a little bed and stink. breakfast that's like five rooms it would have stunk it up for days <laughs> and they'd be like what were these two doing in here and uh so we go to take it back to the car and sure enough we pull up and i was like Look, do you notice the – look at all of this activity. There was nothing going on when we had shown up earlier in the day, and all the boats were in, all the fishing boats. They were arriving. Mm-hmm. And all the um, refrigerated vans were all waiting by each um, each spot that the – Like tie-up? Yeah, tie-up that each boat would stop. And for 30 minutes, as soon as those boats tied up, they are shoving crates of fish off, and they're weighing it and – there's yelling and arguing, and it was chaos. It was a total fisherman frenzy, and I was a little nervous because the farther south you go, the less you can kind of film and photograph and put you know, a camera in people's faces. But Jason was like, you go walk around, and I'll hold back so it doesn't look like there's two of us, too. And I just tried to kind of stay out of sight, but you'd see 
this crazy uh, interaction going on between the locals trying to buy fish, the vendors trying to buy the fish, the fishermen both selling and trying to clean the boat at the same time because it looked like some of them were going to flip the boat and possibly go back out that evening. Oh, they di- they totally did. And it was none of it's all- weighed, so they're trying. So as they're uh, unloading it, some of the vendors are trying to grab it, and they're f- and the fishermen are freaking out because it's not weighed yet, or that's destined for another person that's not yours. And then once it's weighed and that you know every all the tallies are counted, it went right into the refrigerator van, and literally you have these vans peeling out of the wherever they're going, they're going in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And this was what. Four, five o'clock? Yeah. Five o'clock. So um, it's like, man, this is all for right now. And then sure enough, 30 minutes later, it's dead again. Totally the, the, dead. The boats shove off. The All the vans are gone. The people are gone. And it's just this quiet port again. <laughs> and then we walk. It, it, right wasn't when we say port this town's so tiny it's like the port is wrapped around the little parking lot like it wasn't much of a port port. (laughs) um they did have a little part off further down where they would do they did bigger bigger ships there mm -hmm. was big cranes to do rehabilitation but this little part was small so then we go and walk through town it's the you know it's the time for the passageta it's the and the fish shops are packed packed so everyone knows in this town the fishermen come in at five and you get because they eat later they mm-hmm. eat at like nine nine thirty um we eat earlier in our area about eight, eight. i mean even er- you know sometimes seven thirty sometimes seven thirty um in the winter time uh it gets later in the summertime mm-hmm. but they do not eat till nine thirty down there so um at five o'clock, five at five thirty, the fi- there was lines out of every fish shop that we passed, and it's like, oh my god, this came off the boat. It went to the fish shop, and it's going home right now. That is incredible. It was great. It, I'm so glad we stumbled upon that. It was uh, that was perfect. Exactly what I wanted to see, and and yeah, yeah you can't you can't a- plan that either no. necessarily. No, we did not know the the boats were coming Mm-mm. in. So we were planning on spending another day down there, but we dro- we drove all over the first day. Um, it was hard to find. Like we said, it's hard to find these little Aziende, the little one, um, and their hours aren't marked. And so, what is a frustrating thing, both as someone who owns a touristic business and someone who enjoys being a tourist, is that access to information here, whether it's festivals or even something like this, like finding. DOC and DOP wineries or olive oils or trying to find some of these producers and you want to find obviously some of the more smaller the smaller ones to support them and and to see the real deal and so luckily what you, unfortunately what you have to do is you can do some half-assed or as much as you can research online before you come out here but one of the most important things to do and even in small towns if they're open is go into the information center because they really will have the information if it is available and in that tiny town monopoly i still wanted to say monopoly <laughs> um we pop in and i said you know we're trying to find some uh olive oil Frontoyos, the mills and uh, or presses and wineries where we can actually go and and she said oh sure one second and she handed me this beautiful map <laughs> perfectly um detailed with all the information hours of uh, operation um websites phone numbers all of this for like 20 um olificios um olive oil farms and productions in the surrounding area and i thought oh my god 
why couldn't I find this online? And it reminded me of like in our area, there's these great maps you can find from time to time of the small local artisan breweries that are popping up. If you try to search for that online, I've never seen it. Only when certain guests pop up with it, it's like, oh my God, where did you find that map? <laughs> well, then so also, also the accuracy of the not being around there, you put in via mm. whatever, whatever number five into your GPS and it's not going to really take you exactly there. So we kind of tried one or, you know, we, we tried one or two and then it was just like, man, this is going to take forever. Mm-hmm. You've got to research these places, call ahead, make sure they're open at exactly. that time, make sure there's someone around because this is not the, it's not the harvest time. It's kind of the, for winemakers, they've already pruned the, they've already pruned the, um, vines and they've gone to Vin Italy in April. Yeah, and, I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of a slower time for them and uh, for the olive oil as well. It's not, so there might not be someone there and it might be hard to find, even though we had this map and the websites are no help. No, but so just keep that in mind. If you get out, uh, if you go down to Puglia, it is, it is interesting. The food, you will eat incredibly. It mm-hmm. is a different Italy, but it's you have to know that you're getting off the beaten path exactly it was fun we'll definitely go back again and head farther south maybe we'll fly to bari this time or brindisi or brindisi i mean Mm -hmm. um okay switching gears you want to talk house 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 so it's that time and we haven't really um talked much about actually we haven't talked about this at all um but this winter, our contract expires here. At Kakamone after uh, 10 or 11? 10? 10. 10 years, yeah. So um, our contract with Fushiani uh, on the 31st of December will be expiring. And um, it's, No hard feelings. It's no, time. it's no, time. Like, sometimes people are curious, why would you leave or what happened? No, we've always had a great relationship with him. I mean, even... For the hardcore podcast listeners to know what happened last year and that he was willing to work with us and um, that whole crazy story. Look it up if you want. (laughs) But uh, he's got nephews and a son. He wants to let the house go back to his family and have them run an activity here again of an agriturismo, which we totally understand. He loves this area. He loves this house. He loves his family. Um, and we're ready to move on too. It's been 10 years. It's, yeah. it's kind of like after this point, it's either like, are we going to buy this house? Or are we going to mm-hmm. do something? Like, it's just time. It's time. Um, so we have begun the search for our next place. It well, seems we like- did it. We started it over the winter we just haven't well, yeah, talked we haven't about it. Well, yeah, we have talked about it. So it's been going on for a while. It seems like we've been doing nothing but running around looking at real properties for the last couple of years for whether it's for us or for other <laughs> for other things or some things we've discovered about ourselves <sighs> we're gluttons for a horrible road we, live- <laughs> <laughs> we live along a war strewn stirred up like just deteriorating road already six kilometers down this horrible horrible road and we find ourselves constantly down more dirt roads, gravel roads that are deteriorating and going, oh my God, this place is gorgeous. How much would it cost to fix two kilometers of road? <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? So we have a, we have an interesting dilemma. We love now not having, uh, seeing a, the, your next door neighbor. I love it. I love being surrounded by just the 
nature, nature the trees the, the trees i know it sounds hippy dippy but we i don't like being in the flatland i don't like being exposed i like being nestled in little hills which is lucky for us because uh Pesaro Bino, part of marque up here is filled with little farmhouses nestled in hills um but because of that <laughs> Um, because we don't want to see our neighbors, that means you're going to go down a road that's pretty, pretty effed up usually. Yeah. Um, it's consistent in the houses we're looking at for the most part, but, um, it takes us through beautiful countryside. Every time we look at properties, it just reminds me how much I love this area. Yesterday we drove around a bit, um, on, uh, closer to the coast on, uh, Seragorina. Say that three times fast. Serangorina. Yeah. Um, Near Cartocheta. There you go. Near Cartocheta. <laughs> you do you one that's look, a lot easier. You can look that one up. Um, but it, it's fun. It's interesting. It's making me nervous because um, I just want to find something already. But um, it's a big deal. It's we gotta we got to choose wisely. There's a lot of pretty places out there. It's just finding the right one. Yeah. And we're, we know exactly what we want. So... We do dry runs. We, we exactly, look them up online that, exactly. and we do dry runs. So we just rolled by three of them. We didn't talk to anyone. I mean, we've been in contact with the owners, but we didn't stop and chat or nothing. I just want to see the – I don't want to – I want to – we'll roll by, see the how, how it's positioned, what it's around if, before we start. Checking the road. Yeah, checking the road. Making sure it's shitty. <laughs> <laughs> shitty road? All right, good. Check. All right, check. check. Uh, so that's, that's what we're going to do uh, – uh, throughout <laughs> until we find one. Yep. We can, this is in America. The so is on. This, we so, want to do it in May. Like we would like, I would to, like get this. to get this squared away in May. So this, which is really funny because my brother who lives in New York city is looking for a new apartment and there, that's the complete opposite. You have to be ready to sign that day. You find the apartment. Great. We'll take it. Whereas this one is, oh my God, we, we can't wait till the last minute because that's not how life is here. We need six months to, transition and not even transition just things take time oh there. absolutely like you can't just walk into a place great we'll take it no 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 what? No, 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 no no there's no, lots no. of coffees and wastes of time in between for sure <laughs> um <laughs> so our little break is coming to an end it's time to get back to business the season is officially starting yes not um, that it hasn't officially started but the summer the summery season guests are arriving soon for one of my favorite packages we do made in the market where we celebrate the fish the from the coast to the sea oh, i said the same thing from the coast to the mountains um the food that's found in the woods and the cheeses and wines and craft beer and we just do a whole um kind of montage of lamarque and kill them with all the great stuff we've got in this area so we've got a bunch of guests coming for that and it's just a great one because it's i think why i say it's one of my favorites is people always just think everything good comes from tuscany or from emilia romagna and the prosciutto de parma and it's like no we've got it down here too it's just called something different mm -hmm. so it's fun to share that with others uh, coming up this month, uh, the beginning, the end of this month or the beginning of next month is one of my favorite um, things. Is it a holiday? A it's a, um, Saint, like a Saints Day, right? Yeah, religious holiday. It's a religious holiday. It's called La Fiorita. I'm sure it's got a saint attached to it. I just don't know. But what it is is um, in most towns in Italy, they will make designs out of flower petals um, and then have a procession through it. And it's absolutely gorgeous. So they'll decorate the streets through the town in 
a mix of religious symbols like the Eucharist and the chalice and the, you know, the cross and, uh, big stars and, you know, uh, a lot of things like that. (laughs) And then the priest will say mass and walk through and break the flowers and, um, with the procession of the rest of the village following as he does mass and it is religious or not just the beauty of the and artistry of the time it takes for people to make these incredibly detailed ornate designs, especially if you go to like, um, uh, no, I was going to say it's in um, Sicily. I forget. Um, I can't, it doesn't matter. This podcast doesn't have real information. So there's some good places out there and they will just, it's just incredibly ornate. The, um, uh, what they'll do with these flower petals and our area has gotten a bit poorer and cheaper at times. And the they last sawdust, years, they right? were using like, um, beauty bark, colored beauty bark, <laughs> colored sawdust or, or wood chips mm-hmm. it, during the crease. Exactly. So hopefully this year, the, the real the flowers, petals are back. The, the exactly. Come back. But if you're interested, Google it. La Fiorita. Gorgeous. All over Italy. First weekend of June. Is it the, always the first? Weekend I think of so. June? First Sunday. Oh, Zach will be here for that. Oh. oh, we'll have to go. We'll have to take him to that. Okay, good. All right. Anything? What else you got? Um, I think that's about it. Make sure to be checking out the vlog. Uh, the last few episodes were some things we just talked about of the um, our caddy. In case you missed it, picking that up up in Bologna and um, getting back to work. Not in our caddy is in Cadillac. No, we. <laughs> but I like calling it the caddy. It is called the caddy. But uh, and getting back to work in the kitchen with the cooking classes and the bottling of the wine. Check it out on YouTube. Vlog from Italy. All right, we've already done forty minutes. You, we'll we'll do a. Um, I'll read we, next time. Yeah, we got tons of stuff to do today. All right, sounds good. Have a great Sunday, everyone. All right, thank you so much for listening. Bring us home. All right, you know where to find us: La Tavola Marche, L A T A V O L A M A R C H E, Facebook at La Tavola Marche, Twitter, YouTube, all of it. You can send us an email at info at latavolamarche or find me on Instagram at Ashley Bartner. All right, the weather is deteriorating. We have to close. We have to put on another sweater, and it's time to get to work. Thank yep. you so much for listening from beautiful Piobico, Italia, where we live in the gr- surrounded by green and hill and gorgeous Marche and the beautiful Marche. Every time you leave, it just remind. Even going down south, it reminds me how much I love this area. All right, we're cheesy. Ciao, ciao. Thank you. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com 
That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.